the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Show. I am Robert Steinbuck filling in for Dave this Friday morning. It is about seven minutes after eight o'clock in the morning, 48 degrees here in Little Rock. And Zach, correct me if I'm wrong, but that blinking light suggests to me that we have on the line Matt Harriman from the NRA. Matt, how are you? Good morning, Robert. How are you this morning? I'm doing very well, thank you. I wanted to have Good. you on the show today. Uh, to talk about really the outstanding work that you all at the NRA, and you in particular, by the way, amongst others, I don't mean to take away any praise from others as well, did in particular in the election with Dan Sullivan. And I've told you privately, and I've said on the air, look, at time, from time to time, I think the NRA um, uh, could do things that I would prefer personally uh, more or differently. I don't say that as a critique. I say that to to say the very obvious notion that every group has its interests and they don't align with every individual at all times. But the flip side of that is the NRA is overwhelmingly on the side of the people en masse when it comes to core gun issues. So much like when people would say about me, Rob, I think you get this or that wrong from time to time. Uh, I like it when people say, but most of the time I agree with you. And guess what, Dan? Most of the time I agree with you. And you guys stepped up to the plate. And I want to take just a moment before we even start our conversation to say how important and how praiseworthy the actions of the NRA were in this particular election, no less, for the Craighead County election of Dan Sullivan. I don't know whether we could have gotten it done without you. That's how critical that input was. And to be clear, what was that input? Getting out the truth, getting out the message. That's right. So talk about that for a moment, if you can. Well, Robert, I I, I appreciate those comments very, very much. I think really uh, what what this election showed was uh, the the true power behind the NRA, which is our members and supporters, uh, because they are uh, highly motivated people. They're well informed and they are truly single issue voters. And in this race, they had a clear choice uh, between uh, the incumbent, Mr. Cooper, and uh, Dan, who had a strong voting record with us, was an A-rated candidate, and uh, our, our members listened and, and, and knew the facts, and they drowned out all of the noise of, of, of uh, the, the other side, and uh, they, they 
sent a very clear and strong message uh, in the ballot box, which is what matters at the end of the day. That's exactly right. And everybody acknowledges the strong role that the NRA had in this election. Nobody denies it. The uh, Dan uh, happily uh, thanks you and applauds the actions of the NRA pushing hard at the end of the election. Uh, Dan's opponent said, yep, the NRA undoubtedly had a strong effect. And many other folks in important positions across the state recognize that important role that the NRA plays. And what I I don't know if you caught any of the last um, segment, and it's not important that you, whether you did or not, but I brought out what I think is an important notion. When you have a group like the NRA, whose goal is to communicate ideas, whose goal is not to lobby for some financial self-interest. The members and those uh, at the NRA are not lobbying to get money directed towards them. If we pass, for example, Stand Your Ground, which we will now that Mm -hmm. Dan is elected, nobody gets rich off of that. The the purpose of promoting that is to empower the people in this regard, in this instance, for self-defense. But ultimately, the broader notion is the same. It's about individual self-empowerment. And ultimately, that's the goal of the NRA, is it not? It is. It's ex- and it's really an expansion of freedoms, uh, the expansion of, of our members and Second Amendment supporters' rights to bear arms and defend themselves. And so at the end of the day, uh, you know, that that's that, that's who we listen to are, are our membership. They, they're the ones paying the dues and, and frankly, you know, fighting the battles uh, on on the ground level. And, and I know we had members, particularly in, in uh, Senate District 21, who were who were actively, uh, you know, supporting supporting Dan and were very active in this race. And that's what our members do They're As I said, they're they're highly motivated and, and they're very active. And and I think people know, hey, they they get out and vote. Um, they they want their voices heard. And so they show up to the ballot box. And so I think. Uh, you know, as we even go into this fall, people are going to be looking to to us to see who and and even these general election races who we are going to be supporting because in this day and time with uh, with groups uh, that are funded by Mr. Bloomberg, uh, it's it's important that we stand up and and defend our rights in the ballot box, particularly. That's exactly right, and you highlight a very important point. Bloomberg uh, and Ma- his group, Moms Demand Action, and I forget the name of the other. Yep. Our town, I think it is. Um, every town. Every town. Right. Thank yep. you. What? In all seriousness, uh, uh, I know what Mo- Moms Demand Action is an anti-gun group. Is every town also? Uh, is that their sort of general platform? Is it gun issues? Yeah, I think yeah. they're. I think every town's the larger umbrella, and Moms Demand is kind of their lobbying arm, oh, I see. Uh, if you will. But, but right. Both both funded and and uh, controlled by Bloomberg. Right, right, and and to be clear, this is not a slight. Meaning that's open. Bloomberg has said so. He said when he was during his short run for the presidency that that that's his group, and he's put a lot of money into it. And by the way, to be fair, he's perfectly entitled to. And there are people yeah. out there who are anti-gun advocates. We know that they are. We oppose their viewpoint, but they're entitled to spread their word. And this is what I was saying earlier about having different groups uh, put out their scorecards. I would want to score negatively, to score low 
on a mom's demand action scorecard. And inversely, of course, score high on an NRA scorecard. So they are entitled to their voice as long as we all recognize what they're saying and what we recognize what the NRA is saying. A mom's demand action candidate wants to get an F from the NRA, don't they? But the difference is when you have a candidate, and this is the dangerous part, who claims to be pro-gun, but really is not only secretly, but is openly meeting with Moms Demand Action, well then, guess what? You're going to get a good score from Moms Demand Action, but you're getting an F from the NRA. I think that's, that's, a, that's a great point that you make there. And I think, you know, Senator Cooper didn't quite understand his F rating, and, and this discussion has a lot to do with it. Uh, you had a guy who not only killed a signature piece of of our membership's uh, legislation, but he cozied up to a group that, um, you know, is just completely, uh, you know, does not stand for anything that we stand for, when it wants to take our rights a- away completely. Um, and, and he was not shy about it. And so this is this is an issue that, that there's kind of – there's not this, like, warm and fuzzy middle ground. You either support the Second Amendment and believe it says – means what it says, or you don't. And, uh, you know, when we have candidates that kind of try to put their feet in both camps, uh, that's, a, that's a clear message to us that we have somebody that who, who is not going to defend uh, our Second Amendment rights and, and that we can no longer trust. Uh, I've mentioned that to Dave when I was on about a month ago that, um, you know, outside of, of, of that vote, uh, you know, him cozying up to mom's demand action sent a clear message that this guy was not someone that we could trust any longer. And so we wanted to make sure our members were informed of what was going on and uh, in turn uh, sent that message at the ballot box. Yeah. And, and, and honestly and openly, meaning if you're a leftist and you got an F rating from the NRA, you might say, look, I got an F. In fact, I think people like Bernie and all these other uh, leftist candidates in the Democratic presidential primary openly say that they get poor grades from the NRA, meaning that's truth in advertising. You're, you're anti-gun and you, and you point out quite aptly, it's not really, there's not much of a middle ground. Maybe, I don't know, but meaning I don't know if there, I could conceive of something that's a middle ground position but generally no either you're pro-gun rights or you're anti-gun rights what what is it? you can carry an unloaded weapon or carry half a gun that doesn't really exist right so there the, the so-called middle ground seems to be a very narrow path no doubt and you guys aptly pointed out uh as you say this signature piece of legislation stand your ground which is really if i may just opine for a moment it's a basic notion the, the claim, uh, the, excuse me, the law has been and persists to this day in a minority of jurisdictions, including Arkansas. Let me repeat that. A minority of jurisdictions, yet Arkansas is amongst them, say that if you are attacked with deadly force, you have to look for an opportunity to run away before you try to defend yourself. Why would we create such a rule? Why should it not be? that you have the right to defend yourself once you're attacked with deadly uh, force. Say a few words on that if you can, uh, Matt. Yeah, I mean, stand your ground literally just means that. It it gives you the ability, uh, if you have a reasonable belief that your 
facing death or, or, or serious uh, physical injury that you're going to have the ability to stand your ground. It, it, this, this piece of legislation would have allowed victims the ability to fight back and resist immediately uh, to give themselves a fighting chance in situations where they, they felt like their life was being threatened. Um, there, there, this, this was not a, <laughs> as Mr. Cooper said, uh, this was not a way to legalize murder. Uh, that, that is just asinine, uh, not true. And, uh, you know, as you've, you've already uh, duly noted, this, this bill is going to pass next session because we now have a champion amongst many other champions in the state Senate, uh, and in the state house. And, and mind you, uh, this is somewhat shifting gears, but Robert, we actually 100% of our uh, endorsed candidates won on Tuesday night. I, I do think That's one fantastic. of them may be going, may be going to a, a runoff. To runoff, but, right. Uh, we, we also, there was another race uh, up, up in kind of the Benton area that was an open primary, uh, which, as you probably know, we don't typically endorse in open primaries. Um, but uh, we... We took the time and, and did a lot of due diligence, and we endorsed Mr. Tony Furman over uh, Mrs. McClure because that was another situation where we kind of felt like um, the evidence was clear uh, that Mrs. McClure was was likely someone that was, you know, on paper, uh, you know, checking all the right boxes, but publicly there was some things that, um, you know, seemed a little head scratching. Um, and so we, we kind of went out on a limb and endorsed Mr. Furman. And I think he won like 61 39 or something wow. like that. Wow. Um, so, so it was a great night, uh, in Arkansas for, for our membership. That's fantastic. Hold that thought, Matt. We'll take a quick break and we'll bring you back for the next segment. Thank you. This is the Dave Ellswick show. I am Robert Steinbuck on the line. We have Matt Herman from the NRA and we're going to finish up this segment with you, Matt. We've got about six minutes. Matt, we were talking about Stand Your Ground and how important and simple a bill that is and how mm-hmm. Arkansas is going to be on the right side of that law come the next legislative session. What are you all at the NRA, what other laws either to stop or to promote are you all looking at these days, obviously regarding Second Amendment slash gun rights issues? Obviously, a big one right now, frankly, across the country are uh, red flag laws. Uh, we've, we are seeing those, I mean, even in the most pro-gun of states. I also cover uh, Tennessee and Louisiana. I call Tennessee uh, Nashville home. Uh, and uh, we, we have bills filed here and in Louisiana uh, around red red flag. Uh, thankfully, and and. In states like Arkansas and Tennessee and Louisiana, they're mostly dead on arrival, but often, you know sometimes you know some uh, you know uh, more moderate Republicans want to kind of give those some legs. But I, I would say red flag is probably top of that list. Um, assault weapons bans, those those types of things. Uh, but we are working diligently um, from Maine to Hawaii. Um, in, in state capitals across this country to, to fight back against, uh, you know, these these gun control measures, um, you know, to, to keep uh, our our membership, uh, keep keep their rights in place. 
This, th- these red flag laws, as you well know, but let's discuss for a moment for the audience. The big p- problem with the red flag laws is it's essentially a law that seeks to take away one of your rights, your Second Amendment rights, without due process. And of course, yep. if you have a right, by definition, you are entitled to due process, <clears throat> meaning that the you know we do take away people's rights from time to time we put them in jail well guess what when we put people in jail we take away their rights and we give them due process so uh, i have not delved into deeply yet i intend to mind you the red flag laws but it strikes me that under current law that someone's gun rights can be taken away with due process. Is that not the case? And, and maybe you don't know the answer to this, but it strikes me that under existing law, uh, much of this can be addressed and potentially, and I don't know, uh, under new law, as long as the due process issue is addressed. So educate me a little on this issue. Well, so I don't know specifically what the current laws are in, in Arkansas necessarily. Fair enough. Around this, but I will say many many states do already have processes in place uh, to address, frankly, what these red flag laws are um, are trying to 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 get at. And I know Tennessee, we we already have a strong and effective civil commitment law in place. So the, I mean, there's literally no reason to have something like this. But you're right in saying that. With many of these red flag laws across the country, there is absolutely zero due process. And, I mean, it's absolutely insane. I mean, you could have an ex-girlfriend from 20 years ago reach out to law enforcement and say that you're just nuts. And and then you can be tied up in a legal battle for the next year to get your rights back. I mean, it's just absolutely absurd uh, and but but that's happening across the country, and uh, it's it's scary. Well, indeed, and the scary part, or perhaps a scary part of it, is <clears throat> that the left will couch it in such benign terms. Oh well, this you see, what we're doing is we're just making sure that someone who's uh, uh, unbalanced, imbalanced—I don't know what the right word is. <clears throat> maybe, maybe that's because I am uh, one of those two. I say jokingly, to be clear, uh, that w- we need to take away this person's uh, uh, gun rights. Oh, it's all temporary. Oh, don't worry about it. And of course, a lot of that is just directly false, right? That is that without sufficient due process, an accusation can be made and then someone's inherent right, guaranteed right, is removed and then we put the onus on that person to reestablish that right. And of course, that turns the law on its head and it's reminiscent of something I said much earlier in the show today, which is when Elizabeth Warren said about the accusation against Bloomberg that he told somebody uh, to abort her child that when Chris Matthews asked her about that, and Chris Matthews said, well, how do you know who's right? And she said, well, I believe the woman. You can believe a woman in a situation or the woman in situations, but her statement wasn't that. Her statement was, I believe the person based on their sex alone. Well, that's the epitome of a lack of due process, and I find Mm -hmm. that highly disconcerting. And it's that very attitude that translates over here that the accusation becomes the conclusion itself. 
How dramatically yeah. dangerous is that? We've only got about a minute or so. Zach will give me the, the hand cue. Uh, but give me your thoughts on that last point as we wrap up our wonderful conversation. Yeah, it, it's 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 very dangerous, a very dangerous and sticky situation. And, and I mean, ultimately, these things just boil down to what, what we've been talking about is due process. And so uh, we have not seen a single one of these uh, laws, red flag laws, that, that has included due process. And there's a reason for that, because they're ultimately designed to uh, – you know, go down this path of gun confiscation. It's kind of the first step towards that path. And so they don't really care that there's no due process involved. Indeed, Matt, I think you're right on the money. I'm going to have to cut you off right now. (laughs) 